0: have a good song
1: though for this week oh to sing because you have to sing a song in every episode
2: it'll i think com- it'll-, it'll
1: come to you it
2: needs to be a gay song obviously i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it in every episode, episode that's I've a lot of cool for the summer
1: that's the gayest <laughs> song in existence
2: that's what it has to be don't tell to sing it now amanda die for each other
1: <laughs> i've never had a relationship that intense that i would die for you but also like what are her summer flings like then
2: i'm really curious to know
1: We should I'm, find out
2: very should
1: you should ask her okay Demi Lovato. girl into does- girl to girl into yeah. girl what's it what's it like she'd tell
2: you yeah next time next time i see her next time you see her just ask, like yo demi i'll be like Dem's. let me know about it damn How cool was that summer <laughs> oh, was it you? It was just the whole time It was me the whole
1: time <laughs> i the memes around that it's illegal to be
2: straight this month I love it
1: I'm I beautiful. like living on the edge in that way But also I feel like we
2: deserve it We do I've been seeing a lot of uh, straight pride promotion Fuck that like, shit uh,
1: how does that make you feel, Jessica?
2: Honestly, it's just pretty funny. <laughs> like, people are not really that, like, self-centered.
1: Yes. People,
2: like, people are just that
1: stupid. People yeah, are true. dumb. What are you going to do for straight pride? Wear Crocs and, like, go hiking? No. Uh, Everybody can would, go hiking. Only dude, straight people can wear
2: Crocs, though. Straight pride is just, like, they just get married yeah
1: (laughs) get married with no issues with no
2: issues nobody refuses to make their cake no one looks at you when you walk down the street your is just you know yeah straight pride that's straight pride
1: (laughs) doing everything the absolute nobody gives a fuck away because you're deemed normal (laughs) welcome to the 50 worst states podcast where we have pride even though we're two very straight white girls this week you have Katie Coyle, one of your hosts.
0: And I mean, I can't even say my own name. Amanda Peacock, one of your other
1: hosts. And we have a very special guest, Jess Buckridge. Hello. Say hello to the people, Jess. There's hey. so many of them. How's it going, everybody? Hello. They won't answer you in real time. I hope you know that.
2: I, I do know how podcasts work. It's I've not just a radio show. On
1: one. Well, you can knock that off your
2: bucket list. Yep. Checked it off today.
1: Check it off. And, like, who knows? This could be the beginning of your audio career.
2: This could be the beginning of the rest of my life. Right.
1: People could hear you and be like, fuck those girls. But that one. Mm-hmm. The yep. one that was not supposed to, like, ever be on the show again.
2: That's the goal here. Yeah, that's no. Little...
1: I'm just here until, like, here some talent scout finds me. Oh, shit. <laughs> just <laughs> joking. That, that's what Pride Month is all about, guys. That's how <laughs> Okay, bear. So... That's hot. Paris Hilton is a gay icon, first of all, and we're kicking off Pride Moms with another gay icon, my dear friend Jess. Basically, to give our proper disclaimer that I feel we give in every fucking episode, guys. Um, we're your hosts are really boring people. We don't fall into any like 2019 category. Mean? We don't. Are you any kind of minority amanda i'm not able-bodied okay so amanda's not <laughs> able-bodied you're a woman. And I'm a woman okay and a woman woman is is a minority yes yes i like forget that but it's so true and i
0: don't fully know what my sexuality is katie okay
1: shouldn't assume we should never assume She assumes <laughs> to make an ass of you and me
0: but like
2: mm-hmm. i love dick so like i know that much at least
1: you have that one down, but we're here well, to talk. You gotta,
2: you got to give the other the other side a go. Precisely. Yeah. I always recommend.
1: <laughs> you have to try all of the flavors of the rainbow before you knock any of them out.
2: Tastes like rainbow. skittles. <laughs> Jess and I bought it.
1: People are like skittles. They kind <laughs> of all taste the same, but they are different colors, and you should try them all. Per- well, yeah. mm-hmm. precisely. We're here today, guys, because it's officially Pride Month. Um, as we're recording this, it's the very beginning. Um, as you're receiving it, it's still the very beginning. So we're recording this really late. It is also a fun fact: uh, the 100th anniversary of women earning the right to vote. Um, so that's a fun thing. I didn't think that in 1920 though, because it's
0: the 19th of It was
1: ratified in 1919, and it was ratified because a young Tennessee congressman, or like state congressman was originally going to vote against it and he was like the swing vote and then his mother wrote him a letter and i was like if you're a good boy you'll let the ladies vote and that's why a you should always listen to your mom and b bitches get shit done
0: you're right and
1: to start off with our bitches get shit done mentality um we're starting off the with the l in lgbt because <laughs> that's jess Um, And Jess is a dear friend of mine, and I I do have this one antidote before we'll get her started on her worst date story. Um, But once, I took Jess to a really cool mahogany-lined bar in the the basement of this old building in downtown Santa Monica, and she berated me for taking her to a straight bar, and that's the day that I learned that there was a difference. So today, we're checking our goddamn privilege and giving the gays the mic all month, starting with Jess. (laughs) In St. Louis, that
0: does like brunch
1: on the weekends. Uh huh. I mean, that's that's awesome. it. So you have drag brunch <laughs> in St. Louis.
2: I haven't been,
0: but I need to go.
2: Um, you definitely have that here too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, just, I've never been on that either. Kit Kat it's
1: Kit Kat Lounge does drag brunch, and it's only one queen that performs, and they just come out. She could, comes out in all of her outfits with one face of makeup, and the sheer. Endurance is impressive.
2: Wow. I've only been there for dinner.
1: Was it drag dinner?
2: It was a drag dinner.
1: Okay. Drag brunch. Like, the brunch was okay. The drag is what you're there for.
2: Right, 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 right. Yeah. I actually went for, shocker, a straight person's bachelorette party.
1: Okay. How do you feel about straight people coming into Boys Town and other, like, distinctly gay bars and stuff and, like, doing their bachelorette party? Having Having their night.
2: Um, that's a great question. I feel like I have mixed feelings on it. Yeah. You know, the first part Mm -hmm. of it is like, cool, like, do whatever you want. As long as you're, like, being chill, like, it's still a bar. Like, Mm -hmm. feel free to do whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like somehow people also do this weird thing where they, like, forget that gays are, like, real people. (laughs) And, like, we're just actually out here like living our regular lives Mm -hmm. and that we're not just here for like straight people's entertainment Wait,
0: you mean you're not zoo animals
1: yeah
2: well Well, we are (laughs) some of you are some of you get their party animals at least (laughs) yeah party animals at least no but yeah exactly so mixed feelings there you know there's two sides
1: fair i will say the only time i've gotten my ass grabbed in a bar was at a gay bar i have no idea by who Flattering, like I was flattered, but also like just shocked. Yeah, it was with you too.
2: Really? Where were
1: we? We were at Roscoe's. You were on the dance floor, just macking on the lady, and classic. classic. (laughs) And I got my ass grabbed, and I was like, "Ah, "Am I complimented? Do I feel? Do I still feel like really rooted out by that as I would in like a straight space? But who did it? I would be less mad if a woman did it, straight or a gay. Right, and that's one of those bars that has so many straights in it, but it's a gay bar.
2: Yeah. Like it I don't could've... really usually see many straights there that I know of. Maybe that you bring them.
1: Yeah, that's true. One gay gets there. They're the token gay, and
2: then they bring the straights. Yeah. It'd have to be just, like, one group, though. Yeah. Like, I don't think straights would be, like, dispersed throughout.
1: No, so, like, it definitely was, like, maybe another
2: group of people doing the same thing. But I was like, damn, I don't know whether you feel violated or okay with it. <laughs> Should you feel a different way though? No, Than if I, you felt were in a <laughs> I felt Yeah.
1: V- I straight up felt violated. I was like, "Why are you grabbing my ass? I am minding my own business. I am not talking to you. What are you doing?"
2: I feel like it's pretty weird either way. It like a stranger weird. is still touching your butt.
1: I think I was like wearing a dress too, so they reached under the dress. They like
2: really oh. got in it. They really
1: got in there. Like yeah, there was that's there weird. was full cheek grabage the whole thing's weird whole thing was weird that's the only
2: time that's happened what if it was a straight though we don't even know we don't know and again we should never assume
1: we should assume is to make an ass of you and me
2: indeed indeed wow amanda how would you feel about that if i got grabbed at a
0: non-straight bar yeah yeah i think i'd still be pretty pissed off because that's like not cool
1: yeah, I was like aghast that I got back to it. I was like, no, there's a drag queen up there. I'm having a good time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I would probably feel less violated, I guess. I feel like I would just, I would ultimately have a greater sense of security in a gay bar. Um, but overall, like, that's still not consensual. And please don't, like, touch my body, you know?
1: Don't reach up under my dress if it was over the pants that'd be fine
0: yeah and like so i think i think i'd still be pretty frustrated um but i would probably feel less like i was gonna be like assaulted i guess in that Mm -hmm. way um so yeah
1: speaking of foggy consensual lines jess do you want to tell us your story It's, not like, that, it's, it's not, not like that, guys.
2: It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like <laughs> that
1: at all. But it's <laughs> but it The all. way I
2: first told it, though, it sounded like that. But it really <laughs> wasn't like that. But it's fine. Awesome. Yeah, so my first date um, with my girlfriend, we met at Greek reunion at a fraternity party. In the middle of July. In the middle of July. It was great. What are the odds?
1: Yeah. Like, Two
2: lesbians meet at a fraternity party at group reunion in the middle of the summer.
1: <sighs> the dream.
2: <laughs> Truly the dream. And I spotted her right away, too. I was like, who's that girl in button down?
1: I mean, what was she wearing? A button down khaki shorts and boat
2: shoes? Jeans shorts and boat shoes. Oh,
1: okay. What were you wearing? A button down khaki shorts and boat shoes?
2: <laughs> Actually, I was dressed pretty femme. I think I was wearing jeans... And then like a bralette and like a tank top from Urban, okay, with boat shoes.
1: With boat shoes. (laughs) I mean, the boat shoes have always been part of your wardrobe. Like that's
2: that's just my aesthetic. Yeah, that's my aesthetic. They're comfortable. I actually haven't bought them for a while. I need to buy some new ones. Oh no!
1: Yeah, it's exciting. Any boat Um, shoe advertisers want to sponsor us and give (laughs) Jess boat shoes? Hit us up. I wear Sperrys. Um, what up, Sperrys? What up, Sperrys? (laughs) <laughs> we call out celebrities and brands in every episode we're just begging for them it's awesome
2: inside. okay inside. good to know i'll continue with it then yeah i also knew by her men's movado watch that she was wearing i was like yeah that's a gay okay right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, got her there she is okay. um, so we talked uh we both had recently gotten out of relationships uh with some other girls who were interesting
1: that's um, a good word
2: yeah nothing bad to say they were just interesting yeah i just remember when you came back
1: with a girlfriend from spain and we were like holy shit jess is full-on gay now <laughs>
2: Full on gay.
1: Like, full on. Like I had heard about it, but I hadn't seen it yet. And it's yeah. fully happened. The transition, the metamorphosis is complete. <laughs> well, you knew
2: I was like, you know, bi before, right? Yeah. Quote unquote.
1: And then you're like, no, I have a girlfriend. It's her. Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot, it's happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. And then we broke up. And then I went to visit you in L.A. Yeah. That's when we went to that straight bar in Santa Monica. That's when we went to the straight, the straight bar in Santa Monica. G-Times. And then I think it was actually the weekend after that that I met the next girl. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I had you for your last single week You did. Oh, well, no, God. no. We didn't. We just started dating for a while. Okay. Yeah. Like your last pre-girlfriend weekend. Yeah. Pre-meeting. Pre-meeting. <sighs> I'm a winner. Anyways, we'll call her.
1: Yeah, call her Eliza.
2: Eliza. We'll call her Eliza. Eliza. Call her
1: Eliza. Eliza. Here's your song that you can sing, Amanda. Yeah. You can sing Hamilton. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. I won't. We'll, we'll never. I'll be editing for hours if we do. <laughs> but so you met
2: Eliza. So just just Liza. Liza, like Liza Minnelli. Okay, like L I Z A. Okay. Liza. Liza. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, met her at this frat party. Um, Pre chill, we both just got out of those relationships, like I said, like a few weeks before that. Um, so, but we like exchanged numbers. No big deal. Texted, like, like, that day, like that night or whatever, like 3 a.m., texted and then texted oh, wow. like the next morning, and then she just stopped replying to me. And Do you I was think like, it would have okay, been totally sick.
1: different if you like successfully stayed up and
2: got a booty call? I mean, I was like staying at other people's apartments, so and she was as well. Okay, so we would have had to like hook up in Frat Park or something, which would have been weird. It's been done, it has been done. <laughs> I I 100% believe it.
1: What's college if you don't hook up in an outdoor space?
2: Are you speaking from experience?
1: You know how they set up tents for the tailgates outside of the football stadium? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> awesome. It was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> did you know I used to set up those tents? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I worked for you, a tailgating company. You set up my sex tent. Probably did. Was it white?
1: Yeah. Oh, the my one that Lord. the one B.C. Evans tailgate was in oh, okay. all the time. I don't care about that one, then. I don't know about that one. Okay. wasn't the B.C. Evans. Wait, Evan- was it one of the big ones or, the like, one of the smaller ones big that you can ass, like have at your house? The big-ass ones. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I don't do that. I Don't do that. Yeah. I-, I feel in the clear now. I feel better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't setting up my sex tag. Congratulations. <laughs> Anywho, just didn't hook up with the 2B girlfriend.
2: Yeah. Instead, Liza. they both went to
1: sleep. Liza.
2: We did. We both went our we went our separate ways. She just stopped replying to my texts the next day. Oh, I was like, okay, sick. Um, you got ghosted. <laughs> I was like, I was like a little bit rough, but it's fine. Um, then, like three weeks later, she just like texted me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, Jess, how have you been?" That sounds like her. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> good. <laughs> How are you? Anyways, we started chatting again for like a couple days and then we were like going back to school like that weekend. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna like go see this cover band on Friday with my friends. I go. She was like, yeah.
1: I think it's especially
2: funny that it's a cover band of men that wear boy shorts
1: and like sweatbands. (laughs) They're a
2: good cover band. They're really good. Rod Tough Girls and the Bench Press.
1: Do you want to go see Rod Tough Girls with me, girl? That's
2: pretty much what I said, Yeah. yeah. So. So she said yes, and I was like, cool, invite your friends, awesome, I'm having a pregame in my apartment, fun stuff, I probably had like 20 people over. A lot of people, myself included. Everyone was supposed to show up at like 8, because I think the show was at like 9,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was like a bit of a walk too, so a little bit, a little pregame. She ends up like not showing up until like 8.50. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, uh, rough, like showing up pretty late. Like yeah. I thought she wasn't even going to show up because we had already been like partying for a while. Me and
1: all the other sorority girls were like because Jess and I were endless the sorority. All of the other sorority sisters were like, who is she? Which one is she? And you're like, yeah. She's not here yet, guys. Yeah. Calm really down. Am. And then she finally showed up and you like awkwardly hugged. I do actually she remember she showed sleeping. up with
2: Haley. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like they just had to happen to walk in at the same time together. It was weird. We're like, do you know her? That's the girl. Yeah. So she shows up with our other good friend, uh, but they must have just walked in together because they don't know each other. No. Similar then, haircuts. Don't know each other. Me and Liza did, like, the most awkward hug in the world. I could I like. Her. Yeah. And and I witnessed it. I was going through a real uh, interesting... In a real interesting phase of drinking where I was really into Andre. <laughs> so I had, bought, I had bought two bottles of, of Andre to drink and, and some orange juice naturally because who doesn't right. love a mimosa at eight o'clock at night?
1: Right, essentials.
2: Which in, by mimosa, it was like 95% <laughs> champagne with like orange juice. Right, on. shitty just, champagne. Just to and take shitty the edge off. Just to take the edge off. Oh, you know, yeah. A something to take the edge off. A <laughs> so we 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 execute this really awkward hug
1: it was like it was almost like two ships passing in the night and that they go right past each other like like the saying goes
2: except they did side hug yeah we we side hugged real hard we're like hey and i was really shocked because i thought she was just gonna like not show up right Right. so then i was just like oh hey and i panicked and i gave her really awkward side hug and i was like do you need a drink like You need a drink right now because I've been <laughs> drinking for an hour already. Please catch up to me. I was already like three quarters done with a bottle of champagne. Um, <laughs> That's the way to celebrate senior year. It is indeed. So, Slash finding you a lady. I made her a drink. We're talking a little bit, just you know, doing doing the chit chat, bullshit, small talk, um, and then Haley comes over again. Mm-hmm. This was great, and uh, in true Haley fashion, I introduce her. I go, "Hey Haley, like this is Liza," and Haley goes, "Oh, <laughs> you're Liza," <laughs> and I'm like. Sick. sick Haley, for sure dude the good
1: like, thing is she didn't realize from that interaction that we all felt that way we <laughs> all knew exactly
2: who she was yeah
1: there were easily like 35 people in this apartment and 20 of them like really excited to know who she was yeah
2: that's true yeah so that was uh, the kickoff to an interesting night um we ended up finishing the second bottle of champagne And then having another drink before we even left to go to the show. We get to the show. It's fine. Everything's going good. For some reason, we're just, like, still drinking a lot. But we're having a good time. I remember, I think this was the last time that I ever, like, heavily drank vodka. I was drinking double vodka sodas at the bar. And she was drinking Bud Light Platinums. Which are, like... They're, like, 10% or something. Yeah, no, they're, like... That was... So that was fun. We're having a good time dancing, whatever. I'm being my normal, like, super awkward self. (laughs) I guess at one point I even, like, looked over to her and I was, like, so are you into this? And she was, like, yeah, like, the music's pretty good. (laughs) And I really meant, like, was she into our date? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we didn't figure out that misunderstanding <laughs> until like six months later so it was fine so it was fine we didn't so you we didn't. were built
1: off on like a low level of confidence and she was tremendous.
2: yes okay much. cool <laughs> i was like okay well that didn't that didn't pan out as expected oh,
1: well i guess really (laughs) likes the guys in the short shorts and the in the sweatpants it's fine yeah
2: Yeah. so it was going really well anyways we're having we're having a good time dancing whatever we end up you know making out for a bit at the bar i think we were both pretty intoxicated at this point (laughs) we end up leaving i remember walking into my apartment My roommate and her boyfriend are in this, like, huge fight. Like, she's, like, throwing his clothes out of our apartment door. Like, it's getting wild. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. And me and Liza are just standing in the doorway. Like, holy shit. Like, should we leave? Like, should we just go in? (laughs) We decided to go in because I think we were just way too drunk already gotten there yeah we we, we were already there yeah. And her apartment was like pretty far away yeah you know, it was like not happening so so yeah we go into the apartment we go into my room as you do as um, one does we start making out and then uh and then it's the morning nice. <laughs> <laughs> um I think this is the best part it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop there i wake up in the morning uh this is a brand new apartment too i had moved in like two days before so i wake up i open my eyes and i'm looking at the ceiling and immediately i'm like where the (laughs) fuck am i (laughs) and then i'm like oh cool cool like this is my apartment i I just moved in here no big deal (laughs) No sweat, no sweat. Second thing I realized is that I had worn a bralette out the night before, and I was just wearing that and like my underwear, and I was like in bed, you know, like cuddled under the covers. And then I look over to my right, and Liza is laying right there, but she's fully clothed and she's laying on top of the comforter. <laughs> Like we didn't even touch throughout the entire night. Like <laughs> there was no physical contact. So she gets up in a couple minutes after this, goes into the bathroom. Luckily I have a bathroom joint to my room. She goes in there, I like scramble around the floor to like find a t-shirt and shorts. I'm like so embarrassed. I'm because I blacked out. I was like, what happened last night? Like i don't know like what went down so i was pretty nervous right naturally and you have mm-hmm. no
1: memories so like even if you
2: were naked in front of her like i it's had really no idea. awkward now yeah now it's super awkward I'm like fuck she like remembers everything like i totally like fucked this up i was like damn it not ideal she's like really pretty right too yeah. so i was like i was like shit. shit even if i did fuck it up it sucks that i don't even remember <laughs> if anything happened you no way to write your behavior <laughs> So, anyway, she comes out of the bathroom. I have to drive back home to Chicago that day for my (laughs) cousin's wedding. I am hungover as fuck. I literally just start getting, like, some clothes into a backpack. And we're talking. She's, like, there. Uh, And I'm, like, so I don't really remember a lot from last night. (laughs) And she was, like yeah i don't really either whatever and i was like okay cool um i thought she was lying to me but i didn't know (laughs) that would be the right thing to do she was just like sparing me i was like okay that's pretty nice whatever it was a fun night guess i'll never see this girl again but it's fine i'm not heartbroken maybe just a little bit um So I was like, okay, cool. I'm like shoving a yogurt down my mouth. I'm like, I'll give you a ride to like wherever you need to go. Um, So I ended up like giving her a ride to the student union because she like had an October lovers club meeting to go to, (laughs) which I learned in the car ride that she was the treasurer for.
1: Of the October Lovers
2: Club, which is exactly October, what it sounds like, is, guys. It is exactly what it sounds like. They have bonfires and, like, go to corn mazes and shit. It's people who love October. Yeah. It really is. And so I learned that she's the treasurer of this club while we're in this car ride. And I also learned that her ex-girlfriend is the president mm. of the club. <laughs> So I was like, oh, this is really weird that I'm dropping you off to go hang out with your ex-girlfriend at the student union after you just slept over in my apartment. Pretty awkward. Um, <laughs> is she still wearing, like, the same clothes from the night before? Yes. Showing still wearing her going out clothes, yeah.
1: Overdressed to the October
2: Lover's Club meeting. I mean, you know, it's her. So she was wearing, like, t-shirt and, like, g shorts, True. And okay. uh, boat shoes. So, like, it was boat fine. Shoes. It was fine. Okay. Um, it wasn't too bad, but I think she was pretty hungover. Standard procedure. Yeah. So that was pretty awkward. Dropped her off though. Um, oh wait, I forgot a part of the story on the ride there. So we have a mutual friend who, one of my friends who I studied abroad with. Um, she and Liza are in the same sorority, um, and I thought they were like good friends so I called up my friend like on speaker while we were in the car when I was driving her to drop her off at the union and I was like hey like Rachel like what's up like how are you like I'm with Eliza right now like gonna like drop her off like where where did you end up last night or whatever and we're just like chatting and uh, later I found out that they're not that close of friends. so it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty awkward i think that definitely made it like a pretty weird thing for her that's really weird (laughs) and she was like oh and i'm just talking to this other girl in my house like weird anyways probably made that pretty weird for her um but that was pretty funny uh (laughs) when i later found out that they uh weren't very good friends so cool drop her off no big deal of course there was like a really awkward goodbye like dewy hug like a uh, weird uh, interaction there. Uh, we didn't. We didn't end up hugging. We just kind of did like a a wave thing, like a see ya, uh, like a half side wave. hug to wave. Yeah, like a I'll see you later, maybe thing. Um. <laughs> anyways, I didn't think we were gonna talk again. We didn't text like for a while. Um, How long is a while? Uh, like like six hours That's um, not a while. <laughs> because i get home i'm getting ready uh for this wedding yeah i'm getting ready i'm doing my hair this is like when i had long hair so i'm like straightening it and shit and i'm like oh fuck like what the hell is that and i like find a hickey on my <laughs> neck <laughs> and i'm like Oh my god! Like, how have I not noticed this yet today? In six hours, it's Jessica. Right, it's right there. Like, I've been talking to my parents. Like, my hair has been in a ponytail the whole time. I didn't. I was. I was. I was honestly shook. I was shook. I was like, oh crap. I was like, I have to text her. So I texted her. I was like, Were you kissing my neck last night? And she was like, Ha ha. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Just checking." No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and then no we, reason. Yeah, no reason. And then, yeah, we didn't talk again until like the next day. But for some godforsaken reason, we continued to <laughs> converse after that. Uh, went on some more awkward dates. Um, and now At it's what point did they almost... get less awkward? Um, yesterday? Not even. <laughs> We're still really awkward with each other. 100%. Like our, our Our greetings are really, really uncomfortable. Like, even though we live together now, like, when one of us walks in the apartment, it's always like, hey, and then it's like, do, do we hug? Like... <laughs> What, what's up like what do you what do you been up to it's always like do do, do we like what do we do here <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i don't think they've gotten less awkward how long have been <laughs> like almost three years now
1: <laughs> yeah oh
2: boy. so yeah i don't know why we continued to talk after that pretty awkward first date but, but uh, did. somehow it became successful
1: yeah i think it could
2: be a good life lesson for people you know even if you're really really awkward you can still find somebody
1: you can still find love like and it'll me. be awkward later in your relationship because <laughs> you're still really awkward
2: yep but you'll have a relationship <laughs> it will always be awkward but you'll still have love
1: love is Aww. all
2: you yeah it's cute it's it so sweet <laughs> oh
1: my very goodness. like warm and fuzzy
2: that was really warm and fuzzy shit man (laughs) i know i got i got feelings guys i got deep,
0: like i hope people listen to this while they're going to bed because that was just a great bedtime story you are just gonna have like really sweet dreams after that of like love and happiness (laughs)
1: <laughs> that works too You're platonic it's episode one of being called yeah the gals have a pal
2: i like it i think it's funny gal pals that is actually the one like that's one really fucking annoying thing about being a lesbian is like people will constantly think like when you say your girlfriend like when i say my girlfriend they mm. think i mean my friend oh and i'm like i literally mean my <laughs> sexual partner. <laughs> like, I There's literally... Yeah, my significant other. But mm-hmm. I hate saying partner. Like, my partner and I, I think that sounds fucking weird. I feel like that's very mature. I feel like straight people don't say that.
0: No. I, th- I think part of it, too, is because straight people feel like it's a, like, queer thing. And, it's a gay yeah. And some yeah. people don't. They don't want to like infringe on that space because I personally would would rather say partner or like significant other, but I don't want to take a term that is not mine to take. So I never. Know.
1: I feel like partners chill. I feel like we could all help like, like we, straight people start it it helps, saying like, that, we stigmatize that normal. it
0: and normalize it because
1: I feel like if the straights do it, it won't be cool, and then everyone will just kind of do it automatically, True.
0: and then you won't have to like yeah deal with the whole group
1: your girlfriend is your gal pal shit yeah
0: yeah but partner is such a weird term i feel like
1: this is my partner yeah we own a business together that is our relationship
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think though like partner like what if your relationship with your significant other like doesn't equate to a partner like a life partner yeah like what I think if you need not, to rethink you know? your shit. Every relationship is different, though. That's so true. I
1: mean, if you're trying to go for the long term and find a life partner, then, like, you should be looking for someone
2: that you're comfortable calling partner. For sure. But, like, what if you're not looking for a partner and you just have somebody that you, like, hang out with pretty regularly and they're, like, more than your friend?
1: That's a whole conversation. It right. doesn't matter That's what...
2: You but you wouldn't call them. To. You wouldn't call them your partner. No.
1: That's fair. I've, if we haven't described anything, defining the relationship is a whole issue.
2: Yeah. I feel like that's another episode. That's another episode. That's another
1: that's another day. That's another dollar. Okay, kids. Okay, now that we've heard our lovely fairy tale ending, which I think like by no means is our first really ha- no, this is our first really particularly happy ending.
0: Yeah. But it just shows that, like, even if you have a not-so-great first date, you can still, you know, recover from it, have a good, happy relationship, so we're not entirely cynical here. I'm just, like, 99.9% cynical.
1: Love does win, but, like... Not for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I want to talk about today is we're going to dive into some tips and tricks Um, particularly for us allies on how to not be an asshole at Pride and ruin it for everyone else and how to be like a good ally. Um, Uh But I think importantly, we need to talk about a brief history of Pride and kind of go into the basics because I think that a lot of people see Pride Month as like, oh, yay, I get to celebrate my friends that are in the LGBTQ plus community, but also I get
1: to go to this parade and get really drunk. And (laughs) personally – I see it as like, oh, all of these brands that I normally buy from are in rainbows this month. Right, and so nothing says June like rainbow vodka. Yeah, but people
0: typically don't really know, you know, how Pride started. So I figured I would kind of give a brief lowdown of that. Um, yes. As your, you know, neighborhood historian over here, courtesy of the internet. Primarily Wikipedia and Bustle because Bustle has had a lot of articles regarding Pride Month over the years. So um, June, as many people know, and if you don't know it at this point in this podcast, I'm confused, uh, is known as Pride Month worldwide. Um, just now I
1: actually look- just thought we were saying Ride Month, like just like yeah, it's Ride Month, baby. Riding some dick month. <laughs> no, Who
0: knows? Pride uh, Month worldwide to celebrate the LGBTQIA plus community and its history. What um, does
1: LGBTQIA plus mean, Amanda? So, uh, it is... We have an L present. You're right. You're right. So we, what else? Could we quiz our person, our, our guest, on what all of those stand for? I mean, if she, can you can name, you name if all If she them? wants to.
2: Maybe. Yeah. Um, what lesbian gay bisexual trans queer i don't know what i is intersexual it is it is uh, asexual mm-hmm. and then whatever else you want to be mm-hmm. is q
1: queer or questioning it's queer
2: it's queer yeah. all
1: right mm-hmm. hell
2: yeah i you're, got it
1: guys you're a certified gay i'm a
2: full-on gay right here
0: A <laughs> great folks you your gay badge you're welcome
1: where's my flag you'll get your rainbow uh merit badge in the bag (laughs) actually
2: i have a huge pride flag that says make america gay again
0: Uh, amazing love it to to start us off with you know a brief history of pride we're gonna we're gonna take it all the way back to 1969 a year that
1: i don't remember because i wasn't alive um Wait, wait wait we have a song to sing amanda we went to the moon In 1969, not 1968, but the year later. Name that show. I don't know. It's even Stevens, bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry, Shia LaBeouf, I let you down. Ren Stevens sings it, thank
0: you. Yeah, I did not know that. So I'm impressed.
1: Stonewall happened in 1969. Yep, in good old New York
0: City. Um... So homosexuality, or otherwise what they coined it as was sodomy, uh, was illegal at this time. And actually, currently, there are three states. I'm going to highlight them because they fucking suck. Kansas, Kentucky, and Texas, who actually currently still have, sod- like, anti-sodomy laws. Um, oh, fuck that Sodomy, specifically. And there are 12 states who ban sodomy altogether. Um, but... Anyway, so sodomy was still illegal at this time. Uh, for example, men would be arrested for wearing drag and women would be arrested for wearing less than three pieces of quote unquote feminine clothing, whatever the fuck that meant.
1: Um, so on June... Can you imagine just having an off day and only wearing two pieces of feminine clothing? getting arrested for it? What the fuck? Oh, she has pants.
0: Her, her ankles are showing.
1: Well... She's wearing a men's watch and boat shoes and a (laughs) button-up shirt. We have to arrest her. There goes Liza. Uh, But,
0: yeah, so on June 28th, 1969, um, police showed up – and police notoriously were discriminatory against um, people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, So uh, the police showed up to the Stonewall Inn, uh, which was a known gay bar in Greenwich Village, um, and the 200 plus people inside, instead of, you know, just agreeing and complying to their shit, said, fuck you. They resisted and they rioted. And so that is what is known as the Stonewall Riots. Um, we'll kind of talk about honorable mentions of the people within Stone, uh, Stonewall. Uh, it's number four on this list of the brief history. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. That's kind of a an important event that kick-started kind of Pride Month in general. So gay pride itself was coined in 1970 um, by a committee that wanted to commemorate the riots. Um, The term itself was raised by a person named L. Craig Schoonmaker, which what a last name, let me tell you. Schoonmaker. Um, He makes shoes. Yeah. And the rainbow itself – didn't become kind of the symbol of pride until 1978 um a lot of folks currently today i've seen have kind of reclaimed that pink triangle that was used in nazi germany um but in mm-hmm. 1978 they didn't feel like it was appropriate which is valid
1: that's a little too close yes yeah, so- we're, we're removed enough from the holocaust now that like we can reclaim those things yeah But, like, at the same time, it's still, like, really spooky. Mm -hmm.
0: And an artist named Gilbert Baker uh, made the first rainbow flag for a march in San Francisco that was organized by good old Harvey Milk. And for those who don't know, Harvey Mm -hmm. Milk was the first openly gay elected official in California. He was assassinated. Um, There's a whole movie about him. There's a whole movie. Yeah. We won't get into explicit detail, but that's kind of why he's a big deal. He's a big activist as well. So the colors at that time in 1978, there were hot pink, which meant, like equated to sex, red was life, orange was healing, yellow was sunlight, green represented nature, turquoise represented art, indigo represented harmony, and violet represented spirit. And Gilbert Baker thought that these eight colors um, exemplified and kind of translated to what the LGBTQ identity was at the time. And so nowadays Mm -hmm. from, obviously I don't want to speak on behalf of people in that community, but from what I've gathered from friends and from reading is that, you know, people kind of interpret the rainbow however they want. Um, and obviously each sexuality also has a flag for them as well. Like the trans flag, a lot Mm -hmm. of people have seen lately, which is the light pink and light blue. Um, so
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: the last, oh, yeah. the last thing I wanted to mention are some. Um, a lot of people tend to forget that trans women were actually a huge part in kind of developing pride. Uh, the most famous ones are Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. They were there at Stonewall. Um, they basically spent their life advocating for people within that community, homeless, LGBTQ plus folks. They did a lot of work for HIV and AIDS, individ- like people affected with HIV and AIDS. Um, they were also involved in the early gay liberation front. Um, Griffin Gracie was another trans woman who was also at Stonewall um, and has done she was a sex worker. Um, she's been a trans advocate for – she's a trans woman. Um, she's been a trans advocate for
1: over 50 years, which is – That's genuinely a name I've never heard in connection to Brad. Yeah.
0: And so uh, – and then there's Lucy Hicks Anderson, who – she was actually pre-Stonewall. Um, she actually married – she got married twice. Um, and she married a man like wearing women's clothing during prohibitionist America. So she was just like, fuck you, I'm gonna do what I want. She ended up going, her and her partner ended up going to jail. Then they got out and like moved to California and, you know, lived out their days. And that's pretty badass.
1: Cool. Um, that's badass as hell. Yeah. I feel like there are actually a lot of growing number of stories that are either being re re-pushed out into the narrative or whatever it might be of like historical trans folks which is really cool to know that it like there's so many people chatting about how like it's a new thing it's very 2019 no it's not it's fucking not so that's pretty cool um or even like guys alexander hamilton was a bisexual individual
0: yeah not not it's not illuminati confirmed but it's like illuminati confirmed
1: it's all but confirmed because his son like blacked out all of his letters where he got really weird, like right before, right after he started getting weird. Before he got too weird with uh, John Lawrence, I'm telling you the facts. It's the real deal. You yeah, do. Yeah. It's the facts, and there were definitely like I feel like people of the lesbian variety uh, don't get as much don't get as much love because it was a lot easier to just. Not talk about get you had to get married, it was the whole deal. Yeah. Men had a lot more agency, and therefore we have a lot more evidence of their sexuality. Yeah. Um, so Jess is doing her own thing right now, but she's nodding along with me, and that's how I know I'm <laughs> right and I'm speaking the right terms and the right words. Yeah, girl.
0: So that's kind of the brief history that I wanted to get into. Um, just the cold hard things that people should know. we left off with a nice little brief history of pride and its significance and kind of why it started. So you learned about Mm -hmm. Stonewall. You learned about when the term gay pride was coined, the rainbow and important Mm -hmm. trans women that, uh, yeah, the the basics of pride. And so that's kind of how I wanted to segue into a very important topic for people, particularly allies, who go to Pride. And this is tips Mm -hmm. on how to not be an asshole at Pride and instead be an ally.
1: Really basic stuff, like, you know, human decency and like not, like just disgust, like kind of like knowing that this is not your home.
0: So um, first and foremost is the great old tip of checking your privilege. Pride is certainly not about you if you are a cisgender, white, heterosexual human being. So, you need to remember that. You need to de center yourself and acknowledge that the privilege, like acknowledge the privilege that you hold, and instead use that to take a step back and embrace in a cultural event of a culture that isn't your own. And learn something and really appreciate it and be there for your friends that, you know, you're there supporting or whatnot. Um, And this, this doesn't have to just apply, obviously, to cis, white, heterosexual folks, but really anyone because people come with all different identities. So to a degree, you have to check your privilege. If you are a white, straight man... Cisgendered man, you hold a lot of privilege within the LGBTQ community. So you need to recognize that for the people who, you know, constantly deal with erasure, like the bisexual community, things like that. So Pride is, you know, Pride is not just another parade or celebration for you to go and get drunk at. It commemorates the fighting that the LGBTQIA plus community has been fighting for ages. And it's a memoriam for those who have literally lost their lives to it um and so mm-hmm.
1: i think it's also a celebration of like how far the oh absolutely community has come though too so like it's happy by all means
0: but the history i mean it's but it's not just a party for you you know and so
1: although mm-hmm. I understand that there's a somber background and i think it's also interesting because pride is like one of these big events that like If you were to go to a Hispanic or Asian or Black heritage festival of some kind, you would see a lot of people celebrating something about themselves, and they kind of look Mm -hmm. similar in a way. Like, if you're gonna go to Chinese New Year, more than like everyone's gonna be Chinese, they're all gonna Mm -hmm. look alike in some way. They're all gonna come from a very identical background in some way, where. Pride is this one event that there's one thing in common that doesn't truly define you, and if it does define you, the person next to you may not be defined by it in the same way. You, You can be straight, you can be bi, you can be gay, you can be lesbian, you can be trans, you can be asexual, I'm trying to go through the alphabet, I'm not doing it right but you can be all of those things, but that's mm-hmm. how you see yourself, that's how the world sees you, and the person next to you relates to that, but maybe not in the same way, and they could come from an entirely different background mm-hmm. from you culturally, ethnically, yeah. socioeconomically. So I think it's, a really, it's an interesting crux of humanity, and I think that's also why we get a lot of shitty people thinking that it's just a party, because, well, there are people over there that yeah. look just like me, and they're partying. But those people are different yeah. from you for the reason.
0: It's yeah. really not and also audience. a friendly reminder that the A is not for ally. <laughs> so uh, it's for it's you know asexual, aromantic, the ace folks. Um, so, yeah, I think if you are an ally, partic- this, particularly for allies, you know, it's important to check your privilege. And use that to also, like, kind of pr- – I don't want to say protect – but there are probably going to be some assholes there. And so be there for your friends um, that you're there supporting mm-hmm. and celebrating.
1: There will inevitably be protesters telling your friends that they're exactly. going go to
0: Exactly. And then, then that's when are. you come in and that's say, go fuck yourself and punch them in the face.
1: <laughs> yeah. Last year when I went to Pride, so there were protesters telling my friends that they were going to go to hell. And that was great and all. But there were also little girls telling a giant cooler full of jello shots adjacent to them and that was fun because there was this little party happening around the jello shot people and then there were these absolute bastard of human beings just prejudiced pieces of shit just over there letting it out and we're like yeah we're just here Mm -hmm. over here for the jello shots dude."
0: yeah so you know check your privilege. privilege that applies in real life and also uh At Pride. Mm -hmm. So that's tip number
1: one. Check your privilege. Precisely. Have a jello shot. Which
0: slides right into tip number two, which is being inclusive. If you do not support all identities, especially all of the identities under the umbrella that is the LGBTQ plus community, you can get the fuck out. Because there is a lot of Mm -hmm. discrimination against trans folks, against bisexual folks you know, pansexual folks, polyamorous folks, people, gender non-binary, there's, there's still discrimination within that community. And if you are not supportive of all identities within the community, you can either, you know, educate yourself or see yourself out because you're just going to kill the fun for everyone else. Yeah.
1: That's that's honestly just like, you're a fun killer. You're not being supportive. Yeah. Uh, Fuck you. (laughs) I does not need that kind of negativity.
0: Hell no. Um, and so, and also kind of going with that, if you are, you are probably going to see things that you've never encountered before. You're going to see people in drag. You're going to see people wearing, you know, you might see people within wearing like very uh, sex positive things, like people within the BDSM community, lots of leather, all that good stuff. Which, which honestly is
1: so brave to wear out in June.
0: Oh right. Um, but also so you want to be mindful of that you know um, that goes into another tip as well. Do don't speculate genders or really identities of any kind like keep your heteronormative shit out of pride. Um, so as kind of Katie was saying, you could see someone that looks just like you but you have no idea how they identify. So don't assume, um, be mindful of your language. For example, the term queer has been reclaimed by a lot of people in that community, but it's also a term of trauma for many folks in the community as well.
1: So- Call everybody they and don't make assumptions.
0: Yeah, don't make assumptions, don't, you know, assume pronouns and kind of just follow the lead of those that you are at pride with to be quite
1: honest. Let the gays lead you. Exactly. They know what they're doing. This is their time.
0: Exactly. So tip number three is to not go into spaces that aren't meant for you. Um, so sometimes there are events that are organized within pride that are around a specific identity. For example, Trans March, Dyke March, events for queer people of color or non-able-bodied folks. Um these spaces are intentionally created to be safe for individuals within that community. And so it's important that you respect that. If you're invited, um, that's different, but don't just assume that you can go to every single event at pride um, because that's some of these spaces are just, are just simply not meant for you. And it's great if you want to go support them and learn about their community. But sometimes sometimes, kind of interjecting yourself into that space is not the best way to do it. Um, So just be really mindful of that. Um, Understand that, you know, it kind of goes with checking your privilege. Like, you know, that space is just not meant for you. And that sucks because it could be an event that you really were interested in going to. But it's a discussion that you can't and shouldn't really be a part of.
1: But like also ask yourself why you're interested in going to something that totally isn't meant for you.
0: True, but sometimes people want to learn about those areas of that community and stuff like that, and so it's a way that they can educate themselves. I feel like
1: no, oh, don't do that. Just listen to our podcast. It's fine.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because you know we are all knowing, but yes, um,
1: exactly, we're we're helping the straight community one person at a time, one yes. listener at a time.
0: So, you know. Wanting to educate yourself on uh, cultures and communities that you aren't a part of is great. But sometimes, you know, the best way to do it is to, you know, not
1: <laughs> invade that go, space. Go so, read a Vice article instead. Like, just exactly. don't do it.
0: And there's there are going to be plenty of places where you can get the resources that you need so that you can learn these things. Um, so, yeah. Tip number four is... Do not gawk. We kind of talked about this with Jess and we kind of just Mm -hmm. touched on it of that you're going to see some shit you've never seen before. And that's, it's absolutely okay to appreciate, respect, and relish in the art, the beauty, you know, everything that you're seeing. But don't treat people at Pride like they're animals at a zoo. You know, people within that community, they're, they're people. The fact that they happen to not be heterosexual doesn't change that it really should make a difference if you're
1: gonna gawk at two lesbians kissing every single time this is not the event for you first of I, all yeah i mean i also will say i have the issue um, when i am out in boys town in chicago or i do attend pride i really uh like market days which is kind of a later in the summer extension of pride um there are drag queens out and i just sit there and kind of gawk at them but it's more out of like being enamored with the work they put in Mm -hmm. there's nothing this girl loves more than watching drag transformations on youtube it's incredible I, i mean it so is you glue down your fucking eyebrows it's incredible yeah so like i know going into pride i need to like chill the fuck out
0: but um but yeah so you know people who really go all out for pride they're not there for your viewing pleasure So, or even that, like, even kind of going into the whole, like, gawking at two women kissing. Like, get the fuck over yourself. Stop hypersexualizing queer women. Um,
1: Like, if you see someone in a sequin tuxedo in rainbow colors, I think they're asking to be gawked at to a certain point. Like, there, there are parts of pride that, like, you wear ridiculous clothing because you're out there celebrating something. And you, by all means, should be able to appreciate the costumes and well, absolutely. the pomp and kind of circumstance of it. That's all.
0: why I said, like, it's okay to appreciate, respect, and relish in it, but, like, don't be obnoxious. Right. Treat them like they're zoo animals, you
1: know? Going very much into your next point,
0: which is consent. So it's key. Yes. And some people actually had, when I had put up that question thing in a boob on Instagram, you know, about how not to be an asshole at Pride they said, you know, really appreciate pride. Don't treat it like just an Instagram-worthy event. Um, And this kind of goes – but the big point of this is be sure to get consent before you take photos. Um, Pride is a safe place for people within that community, and you do not want to accidentally out, like especially if you run into someone that you know, uh, you don't want to accidentally out someone or post things without their consent because – You don't know what their situation is. So when in doubt, don't take a picture. And I know it's hard in 2019 to be like, just, you know, appreciate the moment. But if you are going to take pictures, make sure that you – if you're getting pictures with people or of people, like, try your best to get their consent or just don't take pictures of them at all because you could end up accidentally, like, outing someone or causing, you know – Something like basically starting something that you don't want to start, and so I think that's it's really important to be mindful of that as well. Especially if, if, they,
1: they if they look like, that look, good, them. you gotta know that they already posted themselves on Instagram, so like just go like their posts
2: instead,
0: yeah. And I mean, I know it's hard because it, like there's gonna be so many cool things that you're gonna want to take photos of or whatever, but. Like I said, like pride is a safe place for these folks. And even though it's a, it can be very public, like at the parade or things like that, that doesn't mean that you automatically get consent to post whatever the fuck you want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you just want to be mindful of that because some people, you know, yeah, they're at the St. Louis pride, but their family lives in Chicago and has no idea.
1: Mm-hmm. That would no. be an absolute nightmare.
0: Exactly. And so then you, yeah. So when in doubt, just don't take photos (laughs) or, you know, obviously get consent first. And then really the last tip, which I think is really important, um, is to find, use pride to find ways to support um, the LGBTQ plus community. So, donate to the organizations that put on your local pride. Um, they'll they'll be there, obviously, at the events. Um, donate to other LGBTQ plus organizations, or find out what places around you are queer friendly and what places aren't. So that way you know kind of what to avoid. Like, I don't fucking go to Chick fil A, even though their waffle flies are delicious, because I do not want to support a place that donates millions of dollars to anti-LGBTQ communities. Yeah. You know? So, and obviously that's not going to be everyone, but kind of learn what local places, like, are inclusive in your community and try to support them, especially if they're small businesses. Mm
1: -hmm. It's funny, Chicago Pride actually happens very much in the shadow of a Salvation Army, like, training facility, Mm. Um, and then Salvation Army is notoriously uh, anti-LGBT, mm-hmm. so you know that you should give your stuff to like another another organization instead of Salvation Army. Guys, they suck. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: Salvation Army sucks. Walmart sucks. Whole Foods is a mess. But we won't get into that. We not for that. not for like anti-LGBTQ stuff, but for like prison labor. But that's different. <laughs> um. So, it's an entirely so, different episode <laughs> yes the episode on prison labor that we're going to be doing um but anyway so those are you know just six kind of I think key tips on how to really celebrate pride without fucking ruining it for everyone else yeah because um, yeah. nobody has time for that
1: it's a great way to start off pride month understand how to not be an asshole
2: exactly
0: because now you don't need to go ask your friends, oh, hey, I want to be a good ally for you. Teach me how to be an ally because we got you covered.
1: Yeah. Don't ask your gay friends. Ask these straight girls that have a podcast.
0: Exactly. Because I mean, we, will do, we will do the research for you.
1: We talk to the gays for you so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not quite like that. But honestly, like I feel like you could also take a lot of these tips into account, even if you are part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a white dude going into Pride, but you're gay, like everywhere else in the world, you probably get by like really, really well. Yeah, make sure to be inclusive. Do I know like half of? A large portion of the issues between the different seg- segments of the LGBT community, plus community, like, happen between different segments. It's mm-hmm. it's one group against the other for whatever weird reason. And that's, that's dumb. Don't. Guys, be nicer to the bisexuals. That's all I have to say. That's all I've heard about. Mm-hmm. Don't erase them.
0: Yeah. I mean, just don't erase any yeah, sexual because it's all it's on a spectrum you
1: it's all on a spectrum and we're all just trying to get laid
0: well unless you're asexual
1: unless you're asexual then you're not trying to get laid but so we're all just trying to do something at the end of the day we're all trying to lay in our bed what you do there what you get there is the it's entirely up to you
0: precisely so is, is
1: that inclusive enough i, I believe so
0: if you have your own stories to share, you want to submit your worst date, a horror story, your own sex mishap or boner blunder, or really anything, feel free to submit uh, anonymous stories, name stories to 50 worst dates podcast at gmail.com. Or, you know, we love a good sliding into the DMs at 50 Worst Dates Pod on Instagram. Um yeah. So if you
1: think we're valid sources of advice and want to ask us questions, we'll take those emails or DMS too.
0: Precisely. I mean, our goal is to continually have people um, on our episodes or base our future episodes after stories that are not our own that we have gotten consent mm-hmm. to share. Um and
1: Speaking of which, thanks to Jess for coming yes. on and telling us her gay fairy tale. God bless Jess. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can black out and still end up in love, guys. That's, that's pretty great. That's heartwarming no matter your sexual orientation. Precisely.
0: And because fortunately for Katie and I, we have not been on that many bad dates. So we need
1: you to help keep it going. <laughs> I'm doing my best to go on them for you guys, but like... It's, I don't have that much time on my hands. Yeah. I run a fucking podcast and have a job. I
0: was watching that episode on Easy with the Easy Season 3 with mm-hmm. the woman who says yes to like all the dates. She's like yes, yes. woman instead of like uh what's this face? Uh Jim Carrey and yes man. But um mm-hmm. and she's just like going on all these terrible dates and I was like this is what I need. This is the content we need. Um but anyway, so. maybe
1: once we're done with Our LGBT series, which, by the way, guys, I feel like we mentioned this, but we are doing the L, the G, the B, and the T for the four four weeks of Pride Month. So each week we'll have a different letter representation, and that will be the theme of the episode. Obviously, this week was the L, Mm -hmm. and we had a lesbian story on the pod. Next week will be a G, and I I have a feeling it's going to have something to do with bears. But I haven't figured that out.
0: It just might.
1: But I feel like after that we should challenge ourselves to be yes women. Not for a whole month. But maybe for like a week. Oh. Okay. I can But like not put ourselves in danger. But like Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can within reason. Um but yes, so
0: if you love our music, it is from bensound.com. And if you love our cover art, it is by a wonderful woman who I know named Tori Scranton. You can find her at T Scranton Art, which is T S C R A N T O N Art, on Instagram and Etsy. And by, she takes also, if you want a personalized piece of artwork, she takes that as well. Um,. Not just, you know, things that she's already made. Yeah.
1: A plus engagement wedding or other uh, life event gifts. Oh,
0: yeah. Her artwork is amazing. And then you're also supporting a woman-owned business. So, duh. Mm-hmm. Do it. Um, we- a whiz
1: <laughs> Bless Wizness. Broad City reference. Wow. Broad City Amanda's got to go because she gets to see Alana Glazer in person this evening. I'm very jealous. And I might
0: get to tell you all about how I
2: met
1: her if that happens. Maybe. And if you do, that'll be a very big topic for next week. Mm -hmm. But until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.